So we've talked quite a few times here on the Scruffy Stuff about plans for a proposed pedestrian bridge connecting the University of Tennessee and the South Knoxville waterfront. And a report recently came out that there are opportunities for growth with or without that pedestrian bridge. Opportunities for hotels west of Chapman Highway, opportunities for Severe Avenue to continue being a retail destination, and a big opportunity perhaps for a statement piece along the Tennessee River where Holston Gases currently is located. And so that last piece, that statement piece, is what we want to talk about here on the Scruffy Stuff podcast today. And joining me in the discussion is Brianna Pachorka. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Back again, two weeks in a row. And I want to just jump right into it because um, this statement piece idea, you know, for a long time, the areas where Holston Gas, sort of that industrial space there along between Severe Avenue and the river, um, in the report mentions that, you know, it's been historically hard to acquire that land, um, hard to invest in that area because they've had such longstanding uses for industrial purposes. But the consultant said this is actually has been a blessing because if that land had been able to be purchased more easily, there's a good chance that they would all just be apartments along the river. Whereas now, through potentially working with the current landowners, there could be opportunity to do something really cool on that prime piece of riverfront property. And so today on the podcast, we would like to talk about what type of statement piece we would like to see. And to give you an idea of what a statement piece is... In the report, they talked about the Tennessee Aquarium in Chattanooga. They talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Uh, a few other examples, the Peace Center in Greenville, South Carolina. And so, Brianna, when you think about a statement piece for Knoxville, something of that caliber on the Tennessee River, what comes to mind? Obviously something that not only interests locals, but also visitors, too. Um, you know, college sports are a big deal here in Knoxville. There's a lot of pride that comes with being a Southeastern Conference school. And also, there's a marker on the Farragut Hotel that says that this is where the SEC was founded. So The Farragut Hotel now being the Hyatt Place in downtown Knoxville. So I think what would be really cool is to have like an SEC museum that not just focuses on college football and you know the college football teams in the sec but also all the sports because the sec has a really storied history in all sports like it's not just football it's basketball it's baseball it's softball it's literally almost every sport so it was something that kind of honors that and you can do so many cool things with it i feel like you have like interactive playing fields and just just interactive exhibits you could have you know photo opportunities and it would really it's something that i think locals would really like just because there's such a love for you know tennessee sports but also anyone who comes to town to see a sport event i mean i know people who aren't sec alums but they would probably be interested in seeing like that and also there's not an sec hall of fame why isn't there an sec hall of fame like that could be perfect for a statement yeah piece. yeah for sure and you know there is an acc hall of fame at the greensboro coliseum over my neck of the woods and uh where i'm originally from and so yeah it makes total sense for there to be something equivalent for the sec it's kind of similar to what they did with the women's basketball hall of fame right it has local interest because there is a tennessee connection but it is broader like you said to anybody who comes through town it's a very recognized place too, right. the basketball. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, with the statement piece, I'm sure you would make this building 
um, really recognizable. You don't you know don't want to copy the pyramid for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the look of the Tennessee Aquarium, but you know you did something to capture that spirit of the SEC and um, you know different than the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. You're attracting people who are coming through for women's basketball events um, to go. But like you said, SEC any sport any day of the week great opportunity there so i'm totally on board with that and i mentioned the greensboro coliseum just a moment ago recently i was at the greensboro coliseum for a professional wrestling event and everybody's gonna roll their eyes at me when i say this Mm -hmm. um because you've heard me talk about it before but i think if there is one place for a professional wrestling museum it is in the state of tennessee now some people would argue memphis some people would say memphis has the most history but with our current mayor being a wwe wrestler with uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and the history of uh, independent wrestling uh, territories here in Knoxville with uh, the Knoxville Civic Auditorium and Coliseum being located right across the river, which is where a lot of these events were held. And not to mention that Smoky Mountain Wrestling um, was ran by Jim Cornette, who is an avid collector for anybody who knows about him out there and has a just a historical mind, although he's uh, got his more connections to Louisville these days. I think something professional wrestling related would be great. Now, would it be a statement piece? Is there that much interest in it? I'd be there. But um, I, I do think that that would be a cool you know, thing. Again, tapping into something that makes Knoxville unique. Um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, a lot of people came through here, including Glenn Jacobs himself and some of the most famous wrestlers. And on top of that, you know, Tom Pritchard, who I don't think we've had on the podcast before, but we um, had him at our Storytellers events, and I've got a story about him over at KnoxNews.com, being based in Knoxville and being a trainer for some of the biggest WWE superstars now and of the past um, I think there's a lot of uh, interest and a lot of connections that you could say, hey, Knoxville makes sense for a museum of this type. So that is that is my pick, and I'm sticking to it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of history, no no hate on the current you know East Tennessee History Museum, but I feel like there's a lot of really cool history here in East Tennessee, and. I think that so much more can be done as a museum than what's already being done. So I think that there should be a bigger, more interactive East Tennessee history uh, museum. You could just expand so much more on the exhibits they already have, make them a little bit more interactive. I, I know when you go in there currently, like the first thing that you see when you go in is like that trolley car and then you have that that old time pharmacy. Like I want to see more exhibits like that, more things that you can interact with. And um, it'd be cool. Like there's a whole section on country music, expand on that more. We have a lot of country music history here. It doesn't just have to be Knoxville. It could just be all across East Tennessee. Also, it would also be cool if somehow, you know, they could recreate some world's fair exhibits or just architecture or something. I don't know about y'all, but like every time I look at World's Fair photos, I wish that I could, you know, experience that myself. And yes, we had the Sun's Fair. I mean, you know, the Art Museum was once part of the World's Fair. We have World's Fair Park, but it's not the same experience. And it would be really cool to maybe recreate that on a smaller scale so that we, we pride ourselves, you know, on hosting the World's Fair and um, it'd be cool to have something that is a little bit more permanent and more interactive than, say, a rotating exhibit at a museum. 
Yeah, when you talked about the sports museum or the SEC museum earlier, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you know, Neyland Stadium would be visible from that. If you had this museum, I believe the Sunsphere would be visible from down there on that property too. I, yeah, depending on how it's built, it would probably have the Sunsphere yeah. in it. And so, yeah, and that kind of, um, I had two ideas here on the list that were sort of, um, you know, I, I thought about maybe mentioning them, um, not as one of my answers, but a Cradle of Country Museum and a Trolley Museum um, with our trolley history here. And so um, I like your idea much better. Let's put all that history yeah. into one museum and call it, uh, well, whatever you want to call it, like, like the East Tennessee History Center. My other suggestion is going to be a kayaking whitewater type center. Just to capitalize one on being right on the river makes sense. Uh, it's also on the south side of the river, so you think about South Knoxville's urban wilderness. And I have been to the National Whitewater Center in Charlotte a few times. And so something like this already exists where it's man-made sort of rapids where you sort of go through, get a day pass. There's zip lining. There's um, rock climbing. There's other sorts of things. But I'm thinking about some sort of really high-level statement piece, kayak river launch i don't know what it looks like i don't know if there's a man-made component to it as well like i mentioned with the whitewater center but i see it as sort of being um beyond you know just going to a park and throwing your kayak in the water maybe it's somewhere where you know it's just an, an urban wilderness satellite on the river where you can bring your kayaks you can rent kayaks you can go through some man-made courses essentially what i'm's nature center does but built instead on the river and um you know just making it sort of a hangout type place that uh you know even though our urban wilderness is super close to downtown uh, you don't really see it until you get far out of downtown so maybe uh something that sort of bridges the gap there between the great outdoors and the uh, great urban landscape of downtown knoxville um encourage you to look at the whitewater center by the way if you've never heard of it it's really cool and they host a lot of concerts and stuff out there too and events and so um i would love to see something like that here in town now that we're talking about that you see a lot of places like, you know, like Nashville has a Sun Amphitheater. It's not necessarily like a museum statement piece, but it's like right there. Like, I believe it's on the river downtown. They host all these big concerts. Like, it would be really cool to have something like that here in Knoxville. And that could possibly be a cool space for that. It's a walkable, easily walkable downtown. Um, it would probably bring a, a better, bigger concert space to bring in some people who might be bigger than the Tennessee theater, but not quite big enough for Thompson Bolin. And I mean, I like outdoor shows sometimes. So yeah. And, and such a landing park. I've always talked about how underutilized that park is, except for when they have second bell festival out there and just seeing a concert with the backdrop of downtown. It's the same as, you know, the baseball stand that's being built. There's something just different about their, about the urban backdrop that you can't really get anywhere else. If you can get an urban backdrop and a river backdrop to a concert, or to any type of performance, um, that would be awesome. In fact, it, it, mentioning that piece that I talked about earlier, you know, this that I wrote about um, this report that came out about South Knoxville, it's more than just what we're talking about, the statement piece. I mentioned there was opportunities for hotels west of Chapman Highway, opportunities to grow Sevier Avenue even more. Um, also west of Chapman Highway, they talked about the potential for using barges to uh, host concerts, to set up a stage on a barge, or to set up a restaurant or a bar on a barge, a bar barge. And so, um, you know, they're already thinking about live music, I think, in this report and, and entertainment when it comes to the river. But yeah, a statement piece would take that to the next level. And before we wrap up, there's a couple um, other ideas that just came to me that I wanted to mention. Actually, no, just one idea. <laughs> I had an idea for the world's largest museum. Um, now, the museum wouldn't be the world's largest. It would showcase world's largest things. 
and I got to thinking about this because I believe we have the world's largest basketball at the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. If that's considered a real basketball, I don't know. Um, we have the world's largest Rubik's Cube that was gifted to us for the World's Fair. I got to thinking, what says statement piece more than just a something large, something in your face, something like the world's largest museum? I'm thinking, you know, it kind of almost looks Gatlinburg attraction. You don't, uh, don't, you know, like the Titanic, how it's just everything's just over the top on the outside. Everything looks large outside when you pull up. Just like oversized. And it would be cool. Um, like the city museum in St. Louis where like, it's just very interactive, weird architecture stuff, like make these oversized objects and have it be things that people can climb up and slide down and like interact with or something. I feel like that's a lot cooler than just like, you know, giant rubrics cue or yeah. a basketball that you just see. Not that they aren't cool, right. but I mean, it's cooler if you could climb on top of it or something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, kind of want like Ratatouille style, you know, like yeah. you're just down on the floor, like crawling around, you know? Well, that just about does it for the show today. And here's the deal. I mean, a statement piece could be anything, certainly not limited to the things we talked about here on the show. So if you have any ideas for a type of statement piece you would like to see along the Tennessee River, uh, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Knox Scruff to share your thoughts or send me an email at ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. And to stay up with the downtown discussion, go ahead and check out those links in the podcast description to both the Urban Knoxville Facebook group and the Urban Knoxville newsletter. Both are free. Uh, for the Facebook group, you just have to answer a few short questions to get in there. And before you sign off, if you haven't already, go ahead and click that like or subscribe button on the podcast so you get a notification every time a new episode drops or just come back on Tuesdays. And if you would, please leave us a review. Tell us what you like about the show and what you would like to hear us talk about next. As always, the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News. So head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers Get unlimited access to all of the downtown news, all of the Knoxville news, Knox County news, East Tennessee business, sports, government, trends, anything you could possibly want is available through Knox News. And we have a lot of good deals going on right now. And you can support local journalism, too. So how cool is that? As always, we'll be back again next week. Thank you so much for listening and uh, excited to share with you what we'll be talking about next.